that's right, we're going to be talking Oscars. It's uh, uh, this Sunday, correct? Is it this Sunday? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, hosted by Neil Patrick Harris. Um, he's on there. Uh, he's going to be uh, hosting. This is his first time hosting yeah. the Oscars. Um I like Neil Patrick Harris. He's a cool cat. Well, we're going to see him this Sunday. Anyway, joining me in studio is Collector J, Professor Barry. Format is in the house, and so is Digit. She's in the house as well. Welcome, everyone. Uh, let's start with uh, Amber. How was your week? Or Digit, how was your week? Windy. Windy. <laughs> there seemed to be a lot of that going on here in Maui. Just a lot of a lot of wind, a lot of um, dramatic music. Um, <laughs> just right. a lot of different <laughs> things <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So a lot, uh, um, uh, it seemed to be knocking stuff down. It, it almost it just knocking fences down. I mean, coming up here, I don't know if you guys saw the that new housing development. The, their fences were all blown down. It's yeah. crazy. So uh, how did it affect you? Um, I You're lost fairly small. Well, we we uh, yeah, I, I had to be tied. Yeah, down. you were so you had I to be tied down a little bit. Down. Wow. And uh, how fitting for the Fifty Shades of Grey weekend. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> So you had to. So you had to reach. So we, we, our neighborhood. We all had each other's shingles, like roof shingles. Okay, right. good. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I, I was wondering if something was contagious in your neighborhood. That's good. I'm glad to hear. Outbreak that. of shingles. I mean, the, the winds were so bad. It was over 50 miles an hour. There right. were roofs in Maui Lani. Which I think it was more like 50. It felt like 50. Those more, gusts were like. Yeah. yeah. Well, there were roofs in Maui Lani, which is a pretty new development. Right. And some of the roofs were like flying off. Literally, wow. Like. Half of a roof fell off. Crazy. Yeah, I saw that uh, in uh, in Wailuku. By the way, we're naming towns. We're name-checking towns for those of you that are listening. Uh, I saw that the church in, uh, up in Wailuku across from um, uh, or, or, uh, adjacent to Ooka's, the old Ooka's building, yeah. the roof was like flying off and yeah. things like that. It was kind of crazy. And, and then um, <clears throat> trees, some of the trees were uprooted and electrical poles were toppled over. Crazy. Format. What about you? Uh, how did this uh, weather not affect as your? Windy. Right. Uh, luckily enough for me, I live in an apartment complex, Good. and uh, yeah, the wind doesn't really affect us very much. Yeah, you seem like the type that doesn't need to be tied down. No, so yeah, that's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. I have gravity on my side, good. so that's good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, by the way, Amber, you uh, you have some Netflix picks. You've been doing a lot of Netflix viewing as of late. So oh, yeah. we got that coming up. Don't let me forget that. We're going to talk about that. You've done. Uh, you've got some new reviews up on uh, on Facebook.com yes. slash The Nerd Watch right now. Yep. Uh, what did you review? <clears throat> uh, a few things. Well, quite a few <coughs> things, actually. Um, did uh, kind of a looking back thing on, uh, like, Starship Troopers. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Um, did uh, throw up a video game review for uh, Bully. Cool. Um, Awesome, there's just awesome. a, a few things here and there. Awesome. Yeah. What about you, uh, Professor Barry? You were gone for a week. Um, you, teaching the youth. Yeah, teaching teaching the youth of uh, uh, of the islands. Infecting the youth R- of tomorrow. Right, right, right. I like that. I like infecting the youth infecting. of tomorrow. That's much better. <laughs> nice. Um, so after uh, talking about shingles. Yes. <laughs> so first of all, how was that? It was great. You know, I get to uh, really challenge them and expand their minds and give them hope and encouragement. You know, all the things that you hate and deplore about, yeah, there's about something, the teacher-student relationship. There's something about that that the, your positive outlook on the kids really depresses me. Um, 
But uh, anyway, so it went well, though. Extremely well. So you, un- unfortunately for me, you inspired. Yes, what you I did. did. God damn Inspiring man. the filmmakers of the future. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Anyway, I was looking forward to you being the next... Uh, the next uh, Fletcher, Fletcher from Whiplash. Yeah, yeah, I was waiting. Yeah. I just I thought you threw a chair at some kids' heads or something. I thought maybe to get their attention. But uh, did they enjoy it? Honestly, did they I have think fun? so? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Good. So everything went well. Yeah, it couldn't have gone better. Fantastic. So on top of that, not only did you teach the youth uh, of the island, you also went to see a ton of flicks. I did. Okay, so uh, we're not going to do a review yet. Got to c- catch up with Collector J. But first things first. What, uh, give me a list of movies that you saw that we haven't talked about here. Still Alice, mm-hmm. Kingsman, The Secret Service, and Fifty Shades of Grey. Wow. Okay. We're going to be hitting those three. I don't know in what order, but we will be talking about that. Collector J, what about you, sir? What say you? How was your week? Uh, uh, it was busy. Busy? Busy. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, you have some new... Uh, if you follow us on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash the nerdwatch, you can see... That uh, you have acquired some new collectibles. What's the deal? Uh, well, my name is Collector J. I figured I'd mm. stick with the theme. Mm. <laughs> what, what, so what did you collect? <laughs> Just some figures. <clears throat> some I got the 66 Batmobile from uh, to match my uh, 66 Batman and Joker surfing figures. Cool. Uh, got some black and white statues. Got some more stuff on the way. As well, you also got one that got a lot of uh, got a lot of attention on our Facebook uh, Facebook page was uh, the zombie Batman one. Yes, that is an awesome piece. Better in person. Better in person. <laughs> Better in person. Yeah. I sell tickets on. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. All right. Museum. So, all right. So that that's what you did. You were you were busy collecting. Um, no, that, co- that collecting keep me busy. And that doesn't, busy. That doesn't well, make me busy. No, just. It makes them broke. Okay, it makes them broke. <laughs> no, I, I stay busy to support my habit. Right, right. right. I, there you go. Like a true junkie. Right. And you got yourself uh, <laughs> your uh, your brand new uh, TV screen. Uh, it's not oh. a TV screen. Well, whatever you, whatever you kids are calling it these days. Blasphemous. That little tw- 22-inch toy. Right. I don't know the last TV screen that was 22 inches that I bought that was ever two grand. Right, right, right. So it's, well, that it's was a, a humble brag my, if I ever heard one in a, my life. It's a tool of my t- of my trade. <laughs> okay, it's a tool way. of your trade. Okay, but it's fun to play with. It's a touchable TV screen. Is that is that a safe? Is that no, a safe? No, it's, it's not. not. It's not. Okay, what? No. Okay, so then explain what it is and what we what you can do with it. Then real it's quick. a Wacom Intuos tablet. Basically, okay. it's a digital um, artboard. It's a canvas, is what you're saying. It's Pretty a digital much digital canvas with many many. Thousands of points of pressure. It's just um, as a artist or a graphic designer, it's, it's um, it works for you. It speeds up my processes very, uh, speeds it up a lot, um, and allows me to do some more of my um, things that I've been wanting to do with custom artwork. Sweet. And for a tech junkie, it is a beautiful <clears throat> piece of. Art. And for a tech junkie, and now I am. If you ever order on, uh, don't order from Wacom. No. Bad experience. Okay. <laughs> I yes. So. We just they lost didn't our sponsor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, great. They People didn't ship it out. They didn't ship it out. They right. waited a week. I right. paid for second day air, which was 155 bucks. Uh-huh. And they shipped the ground mm-hmm. after not shipping it out. Um, and then when I called them, I called them on four different days to try to get the process. That department's not open. They're not in. We'll give you an email whenever we figure it out. So mm-hmm. I went to their Facebook page, mm-hmm. two different occasions, which got me a 
response in a phone call within an hour, both times. So if you have a problem, go to their Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Publicize it. Um, but when I said I need my refund back, they said it usually takes three to four weeks to process a refund. I mm -hmm. said, no, it doesn't. And uh, I got a phone call this morning at 5 o'clock in the morning. So obviously they don't realize that my shipping address is Hawaii and I'm in Hawaiian Pacific time zone. But anyways, they said the pro uh, should be processed within five days. So if you have a problem with any business, mm -hmm. go to their Facebook page. Well, wow. I agree. Well, it, 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 it always does help. But if they fix it, make sure you go back to the Facebook page and say that. Yeah, that, that always yeah. helps for sure. So um, that was my week. I'd like to thank this episode sponsor, Wacom. Uh, <laughs> Canvas screens or whatever the heck you want to call them. I don't them. want to thank them. No, I'm so. just kidding. Anyway, well, we so want to thank them and promote them because they are the state of the art and the future of America. Right, and we right, all love one. Right, right, right. No, no, that went bow down to our robot <laughs> masters. That's right. They are able to deal with a, with a problem quickly and efficiently. Through and Facebook. Through Facebook. No, they didn't. <laughs> wow. You had to threaten them. I know. I had to threaten them. Okay. Now, as we all know, we've been teasing this for quite some time. Um, we have our top 10 lists for, some of us have five, some of us have 10, but our top best movies of 2014. Who didn't follow the rules? Uh, well, the thing is, is that, uh, a format, of course, um, just, he wasn't aware that we were doing this. And of course, uh, and of course, I, Digit here had an issue, so when we, first, when, you, when we made the announcement. Know. What? Yeah. <laughs> huh? Here's what? a list, quick, here, write down 10 Write down 10 movies, movies. something that's on there. Let me see what you wrote. <laughs> so, uh, Professor Barry, yes, let's start with you first. First of all, we didn't, we never, we, did we talk about Jupiter Ascending? We didn't talk about Jupiter Ascending or um, the other one that came out with it that week. Um, what the heck was that other one? Jupiter Ascending and there was one other movie that came out. We didn't talk yeah, about those. I think we did talk about it. No, we what didn't talk about Jupiter uh, Ascending because he wasn't here because we would have talked about it last week. Oh, because I No, we it. talked about a movie we last week. We talked about Project Almanac when Project I was here last Almanac. time. Right, we yeah. talked about Project no, Almanac. Besides, yeah, you're right. During Jupiter, Jupiter Ascending, there was another one. Right. And, and we did like the other one better than Ascending. Right. What, what the heck was it? Wow, old age kicks in fast. <clears throat> I guess so. Apparently so. This is Jupiter insane. Um, uh, Jupiter is, oh my gosh, I can't even remember at yeah, this SpongeBob. point. No, Spongebob was one of them, but that yeah. Was good, though. No, but there was something else. There was, oh man, Jupiter Ascending was one. <sighs> Who's in Jupiter Ascending? That's Channing Tatum. Uh, Channing Tatum and, Tatum and oh, Mila, yeah, Kunis. Mila Kunis. Yeah. I like Mila, I was kind of right, right, right. Yes, yes, yes. Is it playing at your theater or is no. it playing at the Queen Kalmanic? It's uh, playing at was the Queen Kalmanic. Seventh Son. That's it. Oh, the Seventh Son. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, that was the Seventh Son. That was it. Good That's job. Trailer. All good. right. All right. So, <laughs> so let, let, let's, let's do this. It let's do this now. in a week. You know, if this was called the trailer review, it would be <laughs> <laughs> because some trailers are better than the movies. Absolutely. Um, well, here's the thing. First off, so let's start in order with some reviews, and then we'll do our top ten. But. Uh, you saw Jupiter Ascending. Yes. What did you think? It's a disaster, but it's my kind of disaster. It's fun. It's a bad movie that is full of color and full of bad decisions and full of unintentionally hilarious moments, but it's never boring. It's completely ridiculous. Uh, it's full of all these beautifully, gorgeously absurd moments. There's parts of it that are absolutely thrilling, and there are parts of it that are just thrilling because of how truly, truly misguided the whole thing is. Um, it's fun. It's almost like they made Spaceballs for real, completely straight face, and they're expecting us to sit there and not laugh at it. I, I enjoy Jupiter Ascending as a bad film. It's a bad movie, but it's my kind of flop. 
If if Scrooge makes an appearance, then I'm in. First off, sure, yeah. But secondly, here's the thing. There has I bring this up because I get you. I want to take get everybody's take on this. There is an interesting. There was an interesting analysis by a gentleman on the Nerdist. He made an interesting analysis about his name is Dan. Uh, he made an interesting analysis about Jupiter Ascending, about how awful the movie is, but how important it is to original sci-fi. He's he he is saying that because of the recycling of constant uh, or the constant recycling of the same ideas, he says that even though this movie is kind of a is kind of a crapshoot at best, his theory is is that it's because even though that is the case it's important that jupiter ascending exists because it is original sci-fi and it's an original story is there any truth to that and do you think that jupiter ascending is an important film in that respect where it uh, it's doing things that other movies didn't no no, no. I, don't, I don't think it's an important film. Okay. I think if Interstellar had been a disaster, I think that would be more devastating for sci-fi because Interstellar does bring actual scientific principle, actual scientific theory. I mean, for me, Interstellar is the literal definition of what science fiction should be and wants to be and can be. Right. And uh, Jupiter Ascending for me is, I mean, it's nonsense. It's total, complete nonsense. It's its the fifth element without a heart. It's, uh, I mean, it, it, there's... I don't think it's an important film. I think there have been better films that are sci-fi last year, like Coherence or uh, one that made my top ten list, the one I love, that are better and more, I think, more essential to the growth of science fiction. Under the Skin, maybe? Yes, absolutely. Another mm. good choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, I feel like Jupiter Ascending is more of a carnival ride. We have a lot of movies that work as a carnival ride right? and do it much better than Jupiter Ascending does. Interesting. So on your scale, um, between, um, I guess, one... And Channing Tatum, where would you put it? Let's see. In between one and Channing Tatum, I Isn't guess. Isn't that the same number? Would five be Joe Hill? So. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> uh, gosh, I mean, it's it's a, it's a bad movie. I mean, it, it's bad. It's really bad. Maybe really, should, really bad. You're right. Maybe you're right, Collector J. Maybe I should change it. How many Channing Tatums would you give Jupiter Ascending? How many? Oh, my God. <laughs> and his Stupid Spock ears, and by the Spock way. Spock ears and the fact that he's half dog, half man, and he's not a mog, he, He's not a he's mog? not a mog, but uh, he, that's exactly what he is, though. He's wow. a genetic splice of a, of a dog. And, and numerous times, Mila Kunis is like, oh, I love dogs. Like, <laughs> this movie does not know. It has no idea how oh, absurd it is. I can't wait to see this stupid movie. And there's a scene where uh, one, of the, one of the villains, they've got like what looks like a baby elephant commanding the ship. It's like an a- Admiral Akbar sort of character. And the mm-hmm. movie keeps cutting to it without irony. Like, I... On the one hand, I kind of think maybe they had an idea how ridiculous it is, but also they can't possibly because they wouldn't have released the movie in its current cut if they'd known how truly silly this is, wow. how it's impossible to take seriously. Anyway, to answer your question, um, I would give it one star because wow. it's stupid, stupid, stupid. Mm-hmm. But in terms of being entertainment value, uh, you know, my dog likes Spam. So on the Spam Mutsu B layer, and since this, one of the characters in this movie is a dog, um, I would give this some about four, four Spam Mutsu Bs. Wow. Yeah. All right. So... Maybe is this movie the antithesis of Cloud Atlas then? Yes, because it's not heavy-handed, it's sh- much shorter and it's stupid instead of ambitious. It's ambitious, but it it's more about entertainment value than it is about trying to expand the so possibilities amb- of a narrative. So like ambitiously stupid. Yes. Got it. So, um with that being said, um this is not their next matrix. 
No, <laughs> no, this is uh, no, no. Okay, good. All right, that's the big. That was the big one from the week before. Yeah. Now we're gonna move into this week. Okay. Uh, this is this past weekend. Uh, Don't mind me. Uh, I, I, I'm not minding you as you open up your Amazon box. What's um, my, this is my Valentine's gift for my wife. Oh, lovely. Oh, do we want to see this? Of course we do. Right. <laughs> Are you sure? This is like the special unveiling portion of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what I was going to tell you was is that um, – uh, well, let's see what this is first. Oh, you got Groot! Groot! I am Groot. Wow. Oh, did she get the whole... Star oh, Lord. wow, nice. Drax. Rocket Raccoon! I am Rocket. Gamora. I am Rocket. Hi! Whoa! Aw, is So this is all for your lovely wife? No, this is from my lovely from wife. From the wife, oh, yeah. She got you, yeah, the whole sweet. team. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, the wife would, like, uh, not... Dancing Groot. We're dancing Groot. The baby. Do we have to pay song rights if we have this song on the episode? I hope no. not. No. <laughs> that's cute. Oh, I guess that's one of those that doesn't turn on. It can't be turned on. <laughs> wow. You got, the, uh, you got oh. all the pops, the Funkos. Yeah. That's fantastic We're for nice, the Guardians man. of the Galaxy. So who's going to be actually... who? There's five of them and five of us. Yeah. I'm Rocket. <laughs> I am Rocket. I know, apparently so. Well, yeah, that sounds good. What Rocket you, was Asian. So. Right, right. Uh, I'm Star Lord. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> anyway, um, um, I, I can, as as uh, format and Amber feverishly working on their top ten list. <laughs> um, it's not so different from school, is it? No. <laughs> They're feverishly working on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's get into this week. You saw two huge movies. Yeah. Uh, ironically enough, uh, that first off, let me say this: The Kingsman and Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. Let me say this about uh, Kingsman first. I The Secret Service. I had no idea that until last week. I had no idea that Kingsman was going to be an R-rated movie. That was a shocker to me. I had this did not seem like an R-rated type of flick. I mean, the King Sam Jackson's in it though. No, 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 no. But what I mean, language is, alone. I know that's true. Get you an R-rated. Good, good point. But the thing is, is that I never expected that movie to be an R-rated movie. So, um, it didn't, and it doesn't seem to be doing that bad in in the theater it's doing either. Great. It's actually doing fairly well with the with the take at the box office from this weekend alone. Domestically and um, uh, internationally, it's already made its budget back, um, which is awesome. Because which is we awesome. were worried that since it would it was get put up right. against Fifty Shades, it was going to be a disaster. Yeah, spanked, right? Yeah, spanked, literally, right, yeah. with a whip. <laughs> um, so, but I guess what happens is in that respect that if Fifty Shades is sold out, you go see Kingsman. Is right. what I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. That they, that was a big risk. Or if your girlfriend goes and you don't want to, you right. go see Kingsman. Correct. So with that in mind, let's let's talk a review first about the Kingsman. First of all, like I said, I don't know why I was so shocked, but I was shocked that the Kingsman was R-rated. It seemed like that was a PG-13 movie because it seemed like young young cast, young lot of uh, a young lot of of uh, teens, teens and in teen agents. I this I thought this was right for a PG-13. Um, so with that in mind, uh, Matthew Vaughn, you know the guy who's responsible for X-Men: First Class. Layer Cake, um, great movies like that. Writer on uh, 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 Snatch and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Um, This guy makes the Kingsman movie, uh, also responsible for Kick-Ass. 
how good or how bad is the Kingsman? Depends on how much you liked Kick-Ass. I'm not a fan of Kick-Ass, and I think it has a lot of the same merits and negatives. Um, Without spoiling anything, it has a very similar approach in that the first... The first hour of it is pretty much a throwback. It's a send-up. It's a spoof. It's a parody of the genre. At the midpoint, one of the most beloved characters in the movie exits the film, and the film becomes kind of an orgy of violence. This is a hard R. It's funny. I had the same reaction as you did. The trailer looks like Spy Kids. Correct. This is a hard, hard R movie. Um, At times, the violence is so grotesque that it really took me out of the film. I thought that Vaughn actually was going a little too far just for the sake of going too far. Um, I thought this movie tried a little too hard to shock. And the problem that I have with it is that it's, it's just it's not particularly original or fresh. All of the scenes of the kids in training, it feels like an edgier spy kids. Um, we've seen this kind of thing done before, and I don't think James Bond movies necessarily need projectile vomiting and exploding heads to be better. Um, you know, ironically you say that, but in my head that sounds awesome. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed Kick-Ass. Yep. And I... I appreciate the fact that he made it so extreme. Well, okay, well let's 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 let the listeners catch up. Not only did Professor Barry see it, but Amber saw the Kingsman as well. I did. All right, so here's Who's what Amber. I oh, that's right, Digit. Amber, also right. known as Digit, aka Digit. So let me do this. Let's get his review, and then oh, I'm going to come to you because I want to know what your take is on this. First of all, and as a female. <laughs> Being in a sea of males in the Kingsman movie. <laughs> That's what I want to know about. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, oh, no, no, no. You weren't interrupting. I just want, I want to... I, what I want to do is I want to get your take on the Kingsman. Okay. So, Professor Barry, this for you was over the top in a bad way. Yeah, I didn't like the film. It just felt really excessive. It felt like it was trying too hard. I couldn't engage in any of the action because it was so absurdly cartoonish. Everybody's been making a big deal about Colin Firth, the action hero, and I don't see it because the way it's edited, it could be anybody in there. I I suspect they digitally put uh, his head over the head of a stuntman. It looks like it. Everything is edited so so severely, and every scene has been overboarded with with CGI and slow-mo. It felt like I was watching a video game, and I wasn't at the controls of it. I was like watching somebody else play a video game. Mm. Well, listen, that's not all that bad, especially if that guy's good. And even if the guy's terrible, it's fun to watch. It's what, what it is. Or you're just waiting for your turn to play the Have video game. Have you moved on to the Fifty it. Shades of Grey review already? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> We're there almost. We're almost there. <laughs> So Did you hear what he's, you, I heard. No, he trust looks me. Like he's got a he's got a blind. I know. Like, I, I I got it. I got it. I got <laughs> it. I got it. I got it. You got it. You got it. Yes. Yes. Now, Amber, leave anyone behind. AKA Digit, you also saw the Kingsman. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go to you for your review, and then we're gonna get the final. We're gonna get the final rating from the both of you at the same time. What was your take on the Kingsman? So my movie palette is not as sophisticated as as um, Professor Barry's. Okay. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. Did you? Because it was over the top, and the theater when I went was packed. There was barely enough seats for me and my husband and the three-year-old sat on my lap, and it was packed full of kids, even though it was rated R. You know, ironically, um, the regal chain of theaters across the country. Um, uh, uh, they do not allow children under the age of six into R-rated movies. 
not in. I, I just thought I'd bring that up. I found oh, that interesting, considering the fact that you said there's a lot of kids in there. Lots of kids, shocking, under including wow. your own, including my own. Under crazy, six. crazy. So, and so, what, what did you think? Did you? Uh, because it was mm-hmm. so extreme and over the top, it was, it wasn't real. So it, it was like, oh, this is totally just fun, pure, like you know, you got to disconnect from reality. Correct. And, and Professor B is right. It did feel like a video game in many parts of it. Right. Because he's running down corridors, he's shooting the bad guys, and you know what? <clears throat> it's setting itself up for a video game. Um, right. Release. So it's great because when I was sitting there and I'm like, oh, I can see myself playing this video game. I would have so much fun. So I did enjoy the video game part of it. But I, I like that kind of fun, lighthearted action heads exploding into a mushroom-shaped cloud. I mean, it's just extreme, you know? Okay, so now, how was, for you, for your sensibilities, how was the story? Predictable, yeah. simple, nothing. There, there, mm. I thought maybe there's more depth. I don't think there is. Mm. Interesting. So, yeah. It's it's uh it's no ninja on Netflix is what you're saying. No ninja two. No ninja two. Sorry. Uh, so with that in mind, first of all, um, is this a movie that for you is this a movie you should see in the theater? Yes. Wow, Professor Barry, what say you? No, absolutely not. Waste okay. of time. A waste of time. No. Are, are, Didn't you find Samuel L. Jackson embarrassing? I felt embarrassed for him in this movie. <clears throat> he. Yeah, he was. This is not one of his best. No, because no. his lisp um, acting was even bad. There were parts where he forgot he had a lisp. His th- character, he does. I felt. Like, I thought he was. He was doing the same thing in this movie he did in The Spirit, and I thought he was even better in The Spirit though than he was yeah. in this movie. I think this was a really yeah, poor choice a, on his he part. He himself did a bad job. The kids, they're young, they're new. I, I mean, they're they're just fun characters. But Samuel Jackson was. I, I felt like he was supposed to be the. The guy who was to carry this movie, right. and it didn't feel that way. Yeah, it felt like, you know, it, at, at certain times it felt like the weight of the movie was was being carried by the young actor kid. Which, it when it started out, I was like, no, that's why Sam Jackson's in there. Yeah. Wow. All right. So let's get to this. The final rating, uh, Professor Barry. What say you? Where Where are you at from? Uh, uh, from one to five, where are you on that list? Because there are some very good scenes and a few visually stunning moments, including some of the more excessive ones. Sure, I'm I'm uh, going to give this movie a little more credit, though. I just I didn't like this film at all. I really didn't. So star and a half for me. Wow, you don't do you not like it because of its over the top attitude, or do you not like it because it's a bad film? Do you think it was done in bad? Do you do not do you not like it because it's in bad taste? What is it? If it was a smart movie, if it was a really funny movie, if it was a really fresh movie. I think the excess would be fine. Fight Club is a similarly excessive film, but it's brilliant. This is a stupid movie with some real great visual flourishes. Interesting. Amber, what say you? I give it three stars. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a great teen movie. I think if they cut down a little bit more on the curse words, it would be PG, because then I think it really is a teen movie. You know what? Ironically enough, that was the thing I thought was interesting is that this, if you think about it, honestly, if you are living in the UK, this is a teen movie because this is how they talk, and it's it's pretty commonplace in Great Britain mm-hmm. and in England. The way these kids talk, it's not. This is nothing new for us. This is it's a little harsher. So I would, you know, for the and so in that respect, 
I don't know. Maybe it is a teen movie, but we're, it's just not. It's just not for. It's not for U.S. It's not U.S. kid accessible. I hope it's not a teen movie for everybody because I like to think teens wouldn't be influenced to go into a white supremacy church and murder every single person in there. As much as it plays, the scene plays like a fantasy, mm-hmm. but it's a long, lengthy, really grotesque sequence. Wow. I think it bypasses satire and goes straight into just tastelessness for the sake of tastelessness. Wow. But there's a reason they did that. Because right afterwards, I don't want to ruin the movie, which I normally would, but it, the, they, what happens afterwards, mm-hmm. I think, makes it work. Because it's so extreme. They had to do that. Otherwise, They had that, to do that? Because otherwise, that wouldn't have worked. There, there couldn't have been some other way to, to evoke what it is you're not referring to? That he, had, it, he it, had to murder about 48 people in a space of two minutes well, yeah, in slow-mo with CGI? Because... Can, can you imagine justifying it to yourself after doing something like that and being able to move forward regardless of the mind control? All the mass murder scenes in this movie, I just I thought they were really, really hateful and mean-spirited. The scene where the mother is trying to chop her little kid with an axe. No, she was trying to chop the door down to get to the kid. Right, to murder her kid who's sitting there screaming. Not That's murder. hateful, hateful, mean-spirited. Man, now, you get, now I'm interested. What's no, going it, on? It, it's not, <laughs> this movie sounds but it's great. Like, it's, all about, it, wow. it's all about like dealing with the worst part of the human nature and allowing it free reign with no willpower no control like that's wow. great interesting but it's manchurian candidate mind control so. right, yeah, right but right, we yeah. knew we knew that that wasn't gonna happen the kid be fine interesting right, but it had to build that suspense because it was like oh our hero he's trying to do this is he gonna be able to do it in time so that you know he doesn't have to see his mom kill his sister blah blah, blah. wow but then you know the, the killing off of a huge character after that scene at the church yeah it was grotesque but you know what it is it has to be gratuitous. It had to be so horrendously terrible that you're like, wow, this can't be real. I agree with you. It is horrendously terrible. Completely. Yeah. <laughs> <agree>. <laughs> All, right. Yeah. All right. So, Collector J format. Are yeah. you guys interested in watching The Kingsman? Is this movie on now. your? Is this movie? Is this a movie that is on your to watch list or? It's on mine. Like I wanted to see it from the first time um, I saw the trailer for it. I thought it was a really interesting concept. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was on my radar anyway. Interesting, Collector J, are you are you interested at all? Or uh, yes, uh, actually, it was something I found interesting when I saw the poster. Mm. Um, there's just in something about the, the the James Bond hidden closet guns, secret service. I mean, there's just, I like those movies. Whether gadgets. there's gadgets, gadgets, I like right. I like gadgets. Batman. I mean, right. there's. Um, whether it's a good movie or not, I don't really care at that point. Um, <laughs> I just like gadgets and gizmos, and I, you know, when I wear a suit, I have uh, a, a gun under my pocket too. Wow! All right, so you are listen. Uh, so I want to know if there's other people in the world that are like me. Do you want to own up to your crime fighting career right here, right now on the show? Well, here's the thing, Professor Barry. It is doing rather well on Rotten Tomatoes. By the way, Professor Barry is a certified Rotten Tomatoes reviewer. You can check out his reviews on Rotten Tomatoes under uh, Barry Worst. Um, but it is getting really 
good reviews. Sure. I think it's at like 72% or something right now, I think. Something like that. So, yeah, it's getting... But they're not real movie critics. Right. <laughs> How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> no, 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 that's what he was thinking. No, that's what, that's what, saying. what he's thinking. No, no, I, I acknowledge, I acknowledge how great those critics are. hashtag there's no accounting for bad taste. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I, I completely disagree with him, frankly. Right. Um, uh, and I know this movie got a, got a cinema score of a B. I mean, people are digging this they film. They are they're digging really the digging film. It. I'm not one of those people, and that's and I'm fine with that. Wow, that's I'm not adding to the tomato score, that's for sure. That's I'm, fighting, right. <laughs> I'm fighting against that score and losing. And losing. That's right, exactly. All right, yeah. so with that in mind, we have come, we've come to our last big review for the week. Um, I can say that I think only one person at this table has seen this, this disaster. Um, uh, I'm, I haven't seen it, but I'm calling it a disaster just because of what I have read already. Uh, Dakota Johnson, Jamie Dornan in probably the worst adaptation of a very bad book called Fifty Shades of Blah. Uh, Gray, right? Gray. Got it. Professor Barry, you took one for the team. Oh, boy. And you Did went to and you went to see this thing. I went to the preview screening Thursday night. Right. It was me and two other guys in the whole theater. Whole theater. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So, what say you about Fifty Shades of Grey? The thing that surprised me, and this was the first thing I wrote about in my review, which is on Maui Watch. And I and I got to say, like, I wanted to see this film specifically because. I knew people would be talking about it. I knew people would be interested in it. And mm. I knew this would be a scoop from how I watched. Right. So that's why I went to that Thursday night And you're show. really interested in the BDSM movement? I don't, ah! I don't <laughs> the care. The president of the Maui Club. <laughs> no, chapter. 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 Very good. Yeah. Chapter. All right, all right. I respect the chapter. I respect the chapter. <laughs> I don't care what people do in the privacy of their own bedrooms. Hey, and, I do, and, and the thing is, like, everybody's making – they're trying to make this movie a big conversation point about how do you feel about – the thing is what – what it is in real life and what this movie is could not be any more different. This movie is not only a fantasy, but I think it's a pretty toxic film. But let me go back to my first thought. Yes, go ahead. In, uh, not that you interrupted me. I interrupted myself. So in my review of it, I wrote that the thing that bothered me a lot about the movie is that for about 50 minutes straight, I really liked it. I thought it was working for about 50 minutes because they were clearly having fun with it. They were clearly very self-aware that the material itself is toxic, that the book itself is idiotic, that this is a complete ridiculous fantasy. So for about, yeah, almost an hour of the film, it seemed like they got the joke and that they were playing that aspect, that this is kind of campy and ridiculous. It's well shot. The two performances are good. And it seems like it's playing like a, like a parody of a Zalman King sort of film. So initially I'm thinking this movie... They've got the right idea. It's going to work. And then we get to the fun stuff. And that's when, ironically, the movie really doesn't work at all for me. Because for one thing, um, the film's attitude about its subject matter is uh, completely, completely toxic and ridiculous. The film is, I mean, you know, it wants to present an idea of female empowerment. It does the exact opposite. In fact, I think this movie will effectively, if it's popular, it could very well put the women's movie back about 50, 60 years on a good day. This movie is presenting the idea that, well, for one thing, let me just get this out in the open. If this dude was uh, a cashier at McDonald's, nobody Mm. would put up with this crap. Nobody would put up with this crap. But the fact that he is a billionaire makes this film such uh, an ode – to um, to commercialism, such an ode to somebody saying like, well, it's, he's he's billionaire and he's hot, so I'm totally going to put up with this crap. Mm-hmm. In real life, nobody would put up with this guy. The thing the movie does not seem to realize is that in any other film, 
any other movie, Christian Grey would be the villain. He is the villain in this movie, and the movie doesn't seem to realize it. And I'm watching this film thinking, ah, maybe I'm just not progressive enough. Maybe I'm just not open-minded enough. No, this guy is, he's a creep. He's scum. And we're supposed to root for him. We're supposed to root for this relationship between the two of them. Hmm. When he wants to, I mean, we've made jokes in the show about, you know, misogyny in films. But I mean, this movie is, it's beyond that. I mean, it's about, he is not into romance. He's not into love. He, he strictly wants to use her for sex. And not only for sex, like in a very brutal, hurtful, awful way. And we're supposed to swoon over this. We're supposed to find this guy romantic and sympathetic and wistful. One of the last lines in the movie, which I'll, I'll edit for, for this sake, uh, he a- admits to her, he's like, I'm 50 shades of effed up. And I'm thinking, yeah, that about sums it up for me. Wow. This is a pretty, it's a hateful film. It's a good looking film. It's a well acted movie, but it doesn't, it rises above my expectations of it, but it doesn't rise above the source material, which is pretty toxic stuff. Well, here's the thing. I've seen some, some um, some Twitter reviews, Fifty Shades of Tame, Fifty Shades of Lame. I've, 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 uh, the first 50 minutes that you said that you actually enjoyed, yep. was this before, during, or after the actual sex? This is bef- it's leading up to it. Okay. Because I'm thinking, this, this is not bad, because it, it feels tongue-in-cheek. It's intentionally funny. It feels like they're really going somewhere. And once we get to the meat of it, like, no, we're supposed to take this whole thing about him wanting her to sign this contract so that he can basically casually rape her whenever she, whenever he wants and whenever she willingly submits to it. We're supposed to find that romantic. Maybe we should, we should put that part of the vernacular, the, 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 the uh, I guess the English vernacular, um, casual raping. Casual raping. This mm. movie is all for that. In fact, the first sex scene between the two of them looks like a rape scene. Wow. It's staged that way. It looks that way. And again, the theater was full of women swooning because the guy looks good without his shirt on. Mm. This is a pretty, pretty empty way to excuse a really empty and I think toxic film wow interesting so with that being said where on your where on your scale between one and five do you put Fifty Shades of Grey it's it's a one star film it it's is. one of the worst films of 2015. It's a movie that, unfortunately, is going to probably remain popular because the curiosity factor is so high. Um, and that's really all. That, that's really all there is to it. I mean, this is this is a, a really well orchestrated phenomenon. Interesting. And I'm embarrassed, really embarrassed, that it's directed by a woman, by Sam Taylor Johnson. This is the, the wife of, of Aaron, Aaron Taylor, Taylor Johnson, Johnson. Kickass, yeah. his wife. That's right. Made this horrendous his, his, film. Right. He, she's they're like 20 years. She's 20 years Something like that. junior or whatever. Very brief side note. When I reviewed the film, I mentioned that it's been 15 years now since American Psycho was made into a film. That book by Brett Easton Ellis, which I read as soon as it came out because it was so controversial, the book had some really hateful, really nasty misogynistic stuff in it, you know, descriptions of serial killers, dismembering women, all sorts of nasty stuff. Mary Heron yes. adapted that film. And she and did made, a great job. She made it into a comedy. She made it a commentary on male machismo, and she got a brilliant and brave performance out of Christian Bale. She reversed the really hateful, hurtful things. This has not happened with Fifty Shades. This movie has sunk down to the level of the original original book, which is not a compliment. Right. Now, uh, Collector J, and especially for uh, Amber and Format, um, did you guys have a chance to see it, first of all? And secondly, uh, from the female perspective, Amber, is this something that you're interested in watching if you didn't see it? I did not see the movie. I will not see the movie, but I have read the first book. How and dare you? As did I. I. Let me, yeah, let me, yeah. I, I read it too. And I'm, I usually don't like the term I'm offended, but it's, 
But you're offended. I'm not offended. It's, <laughs> it's like I'm annoyed that people are romanticizing the idea of rape, especially the whole how hard we've worked to move beyond that. And as a female nerd, starting in 94 when I started college, yeah, I got picked on. I'm small. I'm female. I'm not grotesque. So... I get comments when I go to Comic-Con. I get comments when I go to E3 conventions. Sure, sure, sure. So, and, and people walk by and they squeeze your ass or try to grab you. Wow. But, you know, and, and they feel like it's fine. And we, we've been working so hard to make it. shades of nerd. Exactly. So it even happens in the nerd community. Okay, so let me ask you this. And this makes it all okay. Why? Okay, so then, you know, I don't, I don't want to get too into it or too right. deep because we're getting a little long, but... Why such the fascination from females in particular if this is such if this is such uh, uh, according to B- Professor Berry if this is such a movement to where it denigrates the female persona why such a big deal about this is this is this what women fantasize about or so what's the two, deal So there's a a difference in perception for women they're like it justifies or it reinforces the theory that all women fantasize about rape. Wow, know? that's it, whoa. it's been a long discussed whoa. topic, and, and this this supports that theory, and that is actually a lot of defenses in rape cases. Don't wow. you think that? And I don't want to get too big of a discussion. This is all, all right. I'm gonna say about it. But wouldn't you think that? It's the millions of women that put these that bought this book and put yes. it on a top seller. I agree that are perpetuating the idea I know that where you're women going with dream yeah. about. It's, it's no, I'm just. Whole, it's oh, not. Oh, I mean, I, it has because if the book, you. if the book talked about it, but no one bought it, oh, then it's a bad. Old. Then it's a bad book. But, but you a, can't. It'll be in a fifty you, cent bin somewhere. Right. You're right. Exactly. But you know, to I think you have to step back and really think about the true state of society, women, whatever it is, with such a big push and it's going to set us back 50 years and all of a sudden it's not talk about, you know, it's it's not doing anything for the idea that women fantasize about rape. Well, statistically or by sales alone, yep. basically they do. I mean, that's basically what women as a whole have done to themselves. Interesting. And it has nothing to do because the it. book was written by a woman. Right. Not the movie was up. made by a woman. Right. And own pretty much other than Professor Barry, only women read the book. So, really, women wow. did it to themselves. I'm the, I'm the guy. <laughs> the guy. And, and, and no, good for Barry, but <laughs> but basically, and I, and I hate to be, I don't want to be an ass, and, and I might get some hate letters from the uh, uh, the feminist movement, but basically, women did it to themselves. And I'm sorry, get over it, and don't complain can, about it. Can I ask you this? Can I make can I make an argument uh, being the devil's advocate here, being the host of the show? Can I make this argument and if I have any merit, any of you guys let me know. Where does the line of fantasy come in? Can't this just be something to fantasize about? Is it okay to fantasize about this? I mean, it's okay to fantasize about anything you want to, but is it okay? Can this just be a fantasy? Is that is that is that okay in that respect? It's an, ex- it's an excellent question, and let me say that when it comes to erotica, obviously there is the safety. You know, it, it, there is the safety in the fact that it is fiction. There is that. Um, what I worry about it being presented on such a mass scale, and fa- I, I feel this way even if the movie wasn't a hit. The thing about this 
is that the fantasy sucks. It's a bad fantasy. Mm. It's an unhealthy fantasy, especially when you consider, and I'm just going to spoil it, when, when, the, when the three books are basically about her reforming this guy. So on the one hand, you know, it, so it's basically about how beauty tames the beast. It ends with them getting married. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so wait a minute. <laughs> so wait a minute. Uh, just to, just so, I, so I understand this. So her fantasy is to reform the bad guy, the bad boy. Uh, mm, the, the, what an amazingly, you know, inventive concept. I mean, they haven't done this since what? Greece? I mean, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Okay, and here, and listen, this is probably more of a commentary about this choice and in particular, and maybe Amber can speak to this. What is it about women trying to reform bad guys? So obviously that's what these books are about. It's a so, controlling thing. And, and, and this is what I'm thinking is that what happens is, and this is how it goes every time, and this is where we're getting away from the film, but when we look at the, the, the reformation of a bad guy, right? What actually ends up happening is that that bad guy drops her after she gets pregnant, never becomes a real dad. The good guy comes along and picks up the pieces of her miserable life along with her baggage and tries to fix it. Sorry to be a little harsh, but that's the truth. Um, so, so he, so I say to most good guys out there, don't pick up her miserable life or her kid because you're picking up the garbage that's left from what she tried to do in her formally in her life. So is that, what, what is that? I don't understand that. I don't understand what is this, what, what is this great fantasy about reformation of a bad dude? I don't, I don't get this. It's the, it's the makeover fantasy. We had it in, I mean, uh, I, this is ridiculous, but She's All That is a makeover fantasy. Fifty Shades mm-hmm. of Grey is the makeover fantasy. It's mm-hmm. the idea that, you know, uh, this person is a wounded bird and only I can nurse it back to health. It is its own version of a fantasy. We have so, I mean, even to a weird extent, even something like My Fair Lady is a makeover fantasy. This is all part of it. The problem with it here is that, again, the movie is trying to be progressive in, produ- in introducing the idea of S&M. That's one thing. There are movies that have dealt with S&M in a way that's not only shocking and provocative, but smart. Movies like Secretary, even the Lars von Trier movie last year, uh, Nymphomaniac, handled the S&M angle, I think, quite well, considering that film. This you know how crap that film was? Yes, especially, yeah. especially that part of the film. Sec- by the way, Secretary starring James Spader uh, and uh, Gyllenhaal. J- Mag- Maggie Gyllenhaal is actually very, um, a very interesting commentary about that. So uh, that's if you want to see something, see that. That's a much better film. Yes. And I, right. Yeah, I mean, I could see the fantasy of, of correcting a guy, and it, it it really, I guess, the whole the ends, you know, how far a woman is willing to go to, um, stay with the man that she loves and fix. You know, there right. so many women have been in abusive relationships and can't get out because of the love factor, or feel that they can't get out because of the love factor. So they're fantasizing about this guy changing. Sure. All right. Um, I could see that angle. Um, you can do that better, from what I heard in the movie. Um, but it, but Professor really... Barry just spoiled it. They get married. <laughs> well, that's, that's in the book. So it's almost like it's saying that, you know, on one hand, it's, it's, it's sensationalizing S&M, but it's also saying that you've got to get cured of this. So the movie isn't even portraying its tabooed subject matter in a way that's respectful or intelligent or with so any depth I want, at all. I want to put forth a scenario Ooh. that, and this is just the way I think, and maybe I'm twisted, but... Imagine a woman who has a blog who talks about Fifty Shades of Grey, and that's pretty much all she blogs about, about how it's the greatest book, and she fantasizes about right, rape right, and right. all that. And then some guy comes by and rapes her. Is it happened. still rape? Whoa, that's deep, man. Because she's already talking about that scenario and saying that this is what I fantasize about. 
can he help be liable by giving her something that she fantasized about? Amber, you're the woman in in our <laughs> scenario. I'm just saying that's. I'm, <laughs> no, but I'm I mean, it's, I think no, but I think what? it's important to get her her take on it because she, I mean, in this in this in this forum, she represents the female uh, demographic. The demographic. So I mean, way to go, Amber. Yeah, good job. Yeah. So you contribute, ha? <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Uh, okay, so. On a, on another level, right. let me let me defend the BDSM community. I grew up in LA, and wow. that's fine. Yeah. And there Do is I, I respect right. that community. They're actually very respectable. You would never know who's in it. It's there are very strict rules and guidelines they abide by. Sure. I feel that Fifty Shades offend is offensive to it. Hmm. I, I think I think a lot of things that they talk about is just ignorance. Mm-hmm. They think something and they write it down and they fantasize about it. It is not real. I, there is a true community. It's very it's a very serious community. It's it can be to some extent considered an art form as well. Hmm. So the way that it was portrayed by 50 shades I found offensive hmm. in that regard. Interesting. Okay, so but that is, wasn't my point. I mean, I that know wasn't that my wasn't question. Your point. But but and, and this but is the reason. But go back to your your scenario. Actually, something like that happened in the real estate community. What? A woman? Are you serious? A woman tried to buy a house. This is on the mainland, and she couldn't get the house. So what she did was she started a blog about the person who got the house and saying how she fantasized about getting raped. And then she started to chat with the guy on Craigslist and have the guy come over and rape her. Whoa, this is really deep. So this happened. Something along that line. Whoa. But but did she go after him and say that she was raped and tried to have him prosecuted? She said that she, you know, she was just upset. So she was just, so so her excuse was she was just fantasizing. Yeah. So, But, but what I think is, and the point I was making and bringing up that, hopefully ridiculous scenario is as soon as you have to start asking that question Mm -hmm. as soon as you start downplaying something that like rape in any case you're doing something wrong because the 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 concept of rape it's so horrendously serious that for people to think of it as a fantasy i don't think they truly understand the concept of rape okay so yeah to be a part of anyone's fantasy yes is wrong if every woman said that they read this book because, uh, I mean, from what I understood, I never heard from women who talked about it. I never heard the part about reforming the man. I never heard about the thing about um, I love him and I make him better. It sure. was all about the steamy sex scenes in the movie. Yeah, that's, that's all, all they was ever a... talked Good point. about. Good point. So, so they they are fantasizing about the the. the but sex. that doesn't happen until the very end, and then it kind of like bleeds out, third right? Book. Yeah, the third right. Book. So Most what I'm I mean, it really women have shown that. Really, what men have always said that they're just as dirty and sex-minded and and want to be controlled and want to be beat and want to be raped and want to have all this stuff held over them that's for the really, stuff that they say that they don't want. Right, they, but that's they, a they give it, statement, they, just like everything else. Like no, every I mean, man wants, okay, you know? the majority right. of these women, but the fact that it became the number one movie and mm-hmm. made so much money yep. and, the, and the books and how many books it sold, how many millions, so right. a pretty large percentage of, of American women. And, and they've made it okay for anyone who, but then they also segmented it. It's okay if you got money. It's okay if you got something. Of course. If you broke and working at McDonald's, it's not going to be okay. But 
If you if you got money, you can do whatever you want. Right, because you know what? You make a good point. And what, so they perpetuated what, man's right. idea uh, of this world what professor, and I'm right. better. Because what Professor Barry is saying is true because if this were a news story, right? If this were a news story, what would we hear if the guy was working at the Mickey D's or in the mall somewhere and he was doing this to his girlfriend? We would hear about a torture chamber in his basement, right? right. Is that – was that, that the guy lived in Florida? Right, exactly. Is that that's what we'd be hearing about? Right, right. right? and the guy lives in Florida. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, we we got a, a real deep into the whole uh, Fifty Shades of Grey thing. We we try to uh, uh, psychoanalyze it a bit. I, I'm, you know, I'm in the camp of I, I I have no desire to see this movie. I also believe that it's that it that it's. Uh, I think that it. Denigrates women on a negative in a den, in a negative light. I put it denigrates women in a way that they don't even realize they're being denigrated. In my opinion, and I, ultimately it downplays. I mean, it really puts a bad spin on men and men with money and power too. If you really think about it, because sure. that's already somewhat of a connotation with mm-hmm. with these men who are high powered, um, not married, or have a woman and have a mistress and, and all that stuff. So. I mean, there's more than one level of it really damaging society. Here's the irony of this, too, by the way. Anybody seeing any protests from any feminist groups? Any na- any national organization? No, for because ultimately they out? dream about it. Right. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're where, all in the where, theater. Where are the? That's right. <laughs> the feminist groups are all in the theater. That's where they're at. So, so let me mention. Let me mention something here because let's, let's talk about the the wealthy aspect of this movie. For one thing, let me just get this out of the way. I think the MPAA had its hand on the sex scenes because they don't, they feel like montages of dirty imagery. There's, they're, they're sloppy. They don't really feel like sequences. They feel like they've been chopped up. So we're going to be getting an extended cut of Fifty Shades? Probably. Uh, oh, I mentioned that because on the one hand, I mean like – They already have websites for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Good point. Well, let me just throw this out there. The sex scenes in this movie are lousy. They are lousy. Um, Nine and a Half Weeks deals with this subject matter better. It's a smarter movie. It's a more entertaining movie. It's also a slick movie. It's also a funny Which movie. Which one? Nine and a Half Nine Weeks. Oh, yeah, Mickey yeah, Rourke yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's a killer movie, and that's a great version of what this is trying to be. What I'm, what I'm going at with this, though, is on the one hand, the sex scenes in this movie are tawdry. They're just like, ugh, another one. Okay. What uh, The scene in this movie, though, which I'm sure is like the most swoon-inducing, the most orgasmic-inducing for anyone in the audience who is into this film, there's the scene where Christian Grey takes Anastasia up in his helicopter. And the song by Ellie Goulding, which is now ubiquitous on the radio, plays over the soundtrack. And there's all these close-ups of her going, wow, this is amazing. Oh, my God, I'm in a helicopter. That... <laughs> That that is the scene. That's the money shot sex scene in this movie. Wow! Because this movie is about the love of consumerism. It's about oh my god, it's okay because like I love him and he's totally a billionaire and it's okay. We're gonna be okay together. It's gonna be all right. That's what this movie is so, about. So what you're saying is so what you're saying is is that this movie this movie this movie essentially makes women so shallow that they'll allow anything to happen to themselves as long as a dude supports them. They'll allow themselves to yeah. sign a contract in which at one point she looks at this is an actual line from the movie where she goes, what's a butt plug? This makes it okay for date wow. rape. If I pay wow. for dinner, I get booty. And let's, be, and let's be clear about this. The movie, the word rape never comes up here. This movie pretends like this is not equivalent to rape, but this is not, this is not consensual. 
behavior. This is not normal behavior. This is a sick, weird, rich, wealthy, privileged dude taking advantage of the fact that he's wealthy, sick, and privileged so that he can casually rape this woman who really is too foolish to, from the very beginning to walk away because he's got great abs and he's got a great lowering smile. So, wow. In fact, barely a smile. All right. This, it's crap. It's crap is what it is. That, that, I'm, uh, let me say, I, I may need a smoke after this. This is crazy. I'm actually right. thinking about it. <laughs> Here on the rape episode of the Nerdwatch podcast. You want to pass around the Marlboros? I'm just kidding. I, 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 anyway, um, Fifty Shades of Grey, at least for these podcasters, means to stay the freak away from the theater with it. Okay. All right. So here's the thing. All right. We're getting up in time. I figure what we would do is we would do our top ten lists in a separate pod. Okay? Okay. So we all get that together. We can yeah. do that, right? That'd be That's cool. Good idea. So let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do some. Uh, let's do a couple of stories. Okay. Uh, any, any, all that down for nothing. No, no, we're gonna do it. In, no, we're gonna do it next. <laughs> he he he's cramming for this, man. Separate pot. Don't worry, we're gonna do it. I promise. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, um, uh, those are the, those are the big movies of the weekend. Um, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey is um, is on par to um, beat. Um, no pun intended. Um, it's the numbers are, are is actually uh, what was it ninety three million ninety three million 93. it's it's actually it's actually it's actually uh, I, I guess you could say it's ready to surpass what was it ironically enough the passion of the Christ right um, and the Matrix and the Matrix <laughs> yeah crazy right yeah so it's it's ma- it's making big bank big. for sure uh, let's get into a couple news stories that happened this week um, first off. Uh, one of the big things, as, and it's ironic I was going to bring this up because it's already on our Nerdwatch page. There is a petition going around online, okay? Getting it, by the way, we're getting into news now. Uh, there's a big petition online to replace Scarlett Johansson in the film adaptation of Ghost in the Shell at this point. Um, I, this is what I thought, I think you, you were on the show last time we talked about when it, you didn't you? talked about the announcement, yeah. Yeah. Um, I said that this was going to be a problem. I had a feeling that this was going to be an issue, that she was not going to be well received as the uh, uh, playing the main, the titular character. Yeah. Um, uh, so, do you think that the community that wants her out is making the right call? Do you think? Do you think she isn't? Do you think she's not the right person for this? What What, what say you guys? This is nothing new, this kind of casting. And then the question is, well, who would you replace her with? You know, and the problem is we don't have the equivalent. We don't have a Japanese Scarlett Johansson. We don't even have actresses like Yuki Kudo or Tamla Tomita regularly doing movies like, like they used to. So it, it feels, I mean, it's a typical What's whitewashing that, thing. Right, whitewashing. Uh, good analogy. Um, the girl that's in Kill Bill, yeah, Volume One, mm-hmm. um, Gogo Yabari. What is her name? Because oh, I think she, she'd be great. Yeah, she'd actually might be good. What the heck is her name? She's but she doesn't Battle bring. Royal and but she doesn't yeah. bring in. Battle Royal. She doesn't bring in like Scarlett Johansson does. That's the thing. It's about getting name brand. It's right. the same thing. What happened with Eon Flux? It's like. Uh, oh, there she is. Yep. Shaki Kuriyama. <laughs> that's it. With Eon Flux, we had Charlize Theron playing a role that really wasn't. Right for anything like Charlize Theron, and I think it's a similar thing. It's like you're you're trying to get a name brand to bring people in here. Scarlett Johansson may not be the right person, but I mean, inevitably, when it comes to a worldwide familiar name, she's a draw. She's huge, and the, and the fact that Lucy opened as big as it did only only confirms this. Can I ask something here? And maybe you guys know more than I do. When when they're drawing these animes, aren't some of the characters that are from the Japanese perspective? Aren't they? 
um, are, aren't they supposed to be European sometimes, even though they are drawn Brown American? Or even, though, even though they're drawn Japanese? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah. So is it possible that... Because the, 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 the Japanese are actually really infatuated with... Right, with the European Western culture, yeah. the Western culture. So my question is, is that the, the, the Ghost in the Shell character, isn't that supposed to be a Western character? Isn't that the case? Well, Scarlet doesn't feel like Ghost in a Shell. I would recommend Lucy Liu. She has that ability to be brooding, dark, and light, and strong. No, I, I agree with you. Lucy, the problem is she's too old. I know. She's, you know that's I, the thing. It's like an age thing. How dare you? According I'm to Hollywood, kidding. she's too old. <laughs> right. According to Hollywood, she's too old. But yeah. you know what? Like, it, it had nothing to do with the Asian or the white factor. It was like, there's something about Scarlett's face features, just something about her feel that just didn't suit Ghost in a Shell feel. Yeah. And, and it had nothing to do with... with Anything. It's not her acting. It's just the feel of it. All and, right. And it's all about the feel. So you say Lucy Liu. Who would you want to see play the Ghost in the Shell character, sir? I don't know. I don't really have a choice. I, I think Scarlet could do like an, a bang-up job, really. Scarlet. I like her in the position because look at the her latest uh, roles. They've all been... Yeah, good point. They've all been, you know... From Black uh, Widow to under her right. performance in Under the Skin. You're right. That is true. It's a good point. So she's already been playing the role. It's almost like typecasting, really. Interesting. Collector J, do you would you do you agree with the petition that's going around online about her being uh, removed from the film? When I saw her face compared to uh, the poster or cartoon drawn of Ghost in the Shell, mm-hmm. I thought they looked pretty similar. But I've never read Ghost in the Shell. I've never seen it. I've never been a part of it. So I can't say. Um, I would actually be very interested, and I started looking it up, on what people in Japan are saying about the casting. That would be interesting. That's what I want to know. Because, and I'm actually looking. Now, here's the thing, is that the thing about, the thing about Scarlett Johansson is, is that, or, or, I don't know if she knows this or not, <laughs> but I, she, I'm sure she does, but doing this role requires a lot of nudity. Um, the character itself, she is naked a lot of the time. Um, so I don't know. I mean, after her under the skin thing, I don't know if she wants to do that again. Uh, she felt, she felt, she felt apprehensive to even do that. But she said once she put on the wig, it was part of the character, so she could deal with that. Um, under the skin, by the way, is a, is a good movie. Uh, the re- the reason to see it is not just because she, you know. But anyway, it just works out in the favor of dudes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well put. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a good, it's a, it's a, it's a very Dudes strange. Dudes will like under the skin. Dudes like under the skin. Here on the rape episode <laughs> of Nerdwatch <laughs> podcast. Oh my gosh, this show has reached a new low. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, um, I, 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 in my opinion, I think uh, Scarlett Johansson would be just fine. I think she's already playing the action hero in Black Widow. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I don't think it's a big deal. It's a big stretch. I personally believe that when the the Ghost in the Shell anime was drawn, it was supposed to be done from a Western perspective anyway. So I don't think it's an issue. I could be completely wrong about that, but after seeing Ghost in the Shell, it is a great anime, and I don't think there's any problem with Scarlett Johansson playing the character playing the main character at all. So I, I do. Like you because don't? she looks constipated all the time. And if you're brooding, there's a difference between brooding and constipation. And you're... to me, Scarlet is constipated. Wow. So you're saying that she needs a cup of Metamucil uh, as opposed to 
working uh, working the uh, ghost in the shell angle is what you're saying. Maybe she should start having activity once a day. Wow. But if she took it, would you accept her in the role? Depends on how she looks when she actually <laughs> plays the part. So, so if she plays like a farmer on a prune juice factory, I mean... I don't know. It's the whole constipated, like... Look that she has. She's oh, intense. She's intense. You know. Yeah, so, it's intense. But yeah. It's pushing. Constipation. Right? Getting it out. And you gotta intensity. bite your lip. You know that says bite your lip acting. You know you gotta really like you gotta. She's really trying to get to that bond. That, She's trying. They gotta right? get those muscles going. It's crazy. Um. Anyway, so I, I'm I, I'm all in for Scarlett Jo. I, I I don't I don't mind her being in the role at all. Anywho. Moving on to uh, one more piece of uh, uh, news this uh, this morning. Uh, Collector Jay, can I bother you to move to our Facebook page really quick? I wanted to see. There was something that I posted um, on the on our NerdWatch, Facebook.com slash NerdWatch page a couple of days ago that you I wanted to talk stuff? about. Yes, I did. You never post stuff. I That's post amazing. A, I post a ton of stuff, <laughs> and I, but I do it in spurts. Oh. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very... Uh, I Those do are all the ones that Collector J deletes, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure Collector J... Yes, Jade... because he posts them after me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, there. Where, where the heck is it? Keep going, keep going. It's there somewhere. Um, uh, what was it about? It, I can't remember... <laughs> Because I, I, I just posted them. Posted it. Oh. I posted. I just. I just. You mean you're not reading the stories you post? I read them. I just don't remember them because there's so many that come across my desk or my phone. Um. No. 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 Oh, that's it right there. Uh, go back up. That's it. The other big news I wanted to talk oh, about yeah. was Deadpool news. Um, Gina Deadpool. Carano. Uh, Gina Carano has been cast in uh, the new Deadpool film with Ryan Reynolds as Blind Al. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. No? She's playing. Oh. <laughs> she's playing Blind Al, which is really strange. Yeah. Um, Gina Carano, for all intents and purposes, she rocks. She's she was really good in Fast Five. She 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 can hold her own when it comes to action scenes on screen. I think that she's a decent fit for this uh, uh, for this movie. Um, I just don't know if the character's right for her. But, I mean, I like seeing her on screen. I mean, as awkward as Haywire was, it's still a very fun action movie, don't you think? You thought it was awkward? I thought it was a little awkward. A little, the, the acting, her acting was, eh. And it just felt really weird when you see her next to guys like Michael Douglas. And, you know, you just it doesn't really, you know what I mean? I, I know she's just not a seasoned actor, so you can it's tell. True. It's true. So she does, she does as best as she could. So this, it's not a criticism. It's just like it felt a little awkward to me. I the, see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Full disclosure, though, she's actually playing the role of Angel Dust, not Blind Owl. Just wanted oh, to get Angel. that out. <laughs> Before people go, really? What? She's playing Blind Owl? What? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I went along with it, with that. So she, so I think she's good for the character. I think she's a, she'll be a good um, foil for the Deadpool character. It'll be fun to see her um, play uh, against him. That would be, that'd be very fun. Uh, so uh, good for her. I think Gina Carano would be, uh, is definitely a fun pick. And... I just don't know how I'm excited how excited I am about a Deadpool movie at this point. Anybody excited? I'm not. I'm just I don't know. I think the spark is gone. It feels a little late in the coming, but I, that that sizzle reel I think really works and I Definitely. think but this is I feel like this is the best possible version of that movie that we could possibly. The fact that Reynolds is doing it and he's and he's in his element this isn't like you know any of those bad. This is this isn't Green Lantern again. I feel like this is this could actually really work. Well, you don't know that, sir. It could work. It could work. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. It's Lee, Lee Tomahori, right? Right. Lee, Lee Tomahori and, yeah. and Gina Carano, as we said. I mean, she is the real deal. I completely. Yeah. This is a worthy story because this is this is a serious serious action star, uh, and the fact that she is engaging and attractive and so talented. Um, 
this movie is getting a lot of ammo up front, and I think I think that could really help. Absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, that's enough for movie news this morning. Uh, moving on to something even more important: uh, television. Uh, a lot of television stuff. A lot of nerdy television shows were on this past week. First off, let's talk about this. Walking Dead is back for the second episode. I finally caught up with the first episode. Um, I liked it, but I tell you what, coming off of what we came off of in the in the in the I guess the the, the season uh, the first season finale, um, I thought it was a little too much for what happened. I was a little bummed out about it. It was it was they tried to shock, and I wasn't shocked. I was just disappointed. Uh, Collector J, what say you about the Walking Dead this week, though? I was good. Um, it was a slower episode, but I think they needed that. Um, a nice little introduction uh, coming up going forward on where they'll be at. Um, but overall, I liked it. Good? You liked I, it? Yeah, it had uh, one of the best lines um, in the movie series, in my opinion, TV so far. Series. In the TV series. Yeah. Movie, whichever. Um, you know, the, the We Are Walking... The Walking Dead speech. Like, yes, yes. That, that scene was done very well. Yeah, yeah. That was... Um, um, uh, uh, Rick's big, that was yeah. his big, that was his big, um, pr- uh, ID4 president speech almost, it felt like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, uh, it was good, and what's her face goes nuts, um, uh, Tyrese's sister, right. she goes ape, which then, is really cool. Um, uh, Daryl, uh, is, is going down a rabbit hole. Yep. Um. You saw this week's too, then? Oh yeah, yeah, we're good. Okay, we're good. Um, we're good. I, I caught up. <laughs> okay, so I mean, a lot of a lot of things are happening. Um, a lot of people are complaining about being a slow episode because they're just walking down the road most of the time. But I think um, baloney. I like when they're walking down the road because anything can happen, right? And um, it was it was a good episode for me. Cool. Uh, Walking Dead is back and doing fairly well in the ratings. People are enjoying it. Good episode this week. I hope they can keep up the momentum. I hope they stay on the road and stay away from any homes and shacking up anywhere, I'm hoping. So, Walking Dead was good this week. Next on the list, uh, we got to talk about Marvel Agents of of S.H.I.E.L.D. uh, and uh, Agent Carter. I am almost to the point where I don't even want to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore. I just want to watch Agent Carter. Well, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. hasn't come out yet. No, that's what I'm saying. But I'm at that uh, point where... it comes out? Right, when it comes out. I'm almost at that point where I don't want to see it. I just want to watch Agent Carter. Agent Carter is so much fun. I love that show. Uh, if you guys have not even remotely got involved, you should. They're on Hulu right now. You can watch all of them. They're still up there. All, all the episodes you can catch up. It's so, so good. Anyway, format. Yes, sir. You are our, you are officially the Flash expert, the Flash TV show expert. We had this conversation on the way to this podcast. Uh, Collector J, did you see the uh, the Flash this week? Uh, the first half. Okay. I was watching format. The How you put on the Nerdwatch Facebook page an amazing status update to the Flash? Yeah. Um. You said that everything that you put on the table as far as a theory has essentially gone out the proverbial window. Correct. What say you about Flash this week? Uh, it was a really good uh, episode, but uh, everyone pretty much knows how I feel about the cementing storylines, and they pretty much did that this episode. Right, right. So, um, without being too spoilery... Um, there is a few things that are revealed in this episode that 
could change the way we see the Flash. Right? Yeah, there, there's a, a couple of points that I want to uh, touch on. There, there's. Uh, it looks like they're definitely following the Flashpoint uh, paradox um, storyline, or or a variation thereof. Um, we saw them wrap up the Firestorm uh, arc, I guess, uh, storyline. Um, one thing that I noticed that might be an ongoing theme throughout the whole entire series is that everything seems to uh, be because of Cisco's technological uh, know-how. Know-how, right. correct. Uh, everything that comes up, well, here comes Cisco a couple minutes later with a gadget that happens to nullify or enhance or... You that's know. what we use Collector J for. He's kind of like that guy. That's a good... That's a good point. Hey, yes. Collector J can do that. Yeah. Cisco ain't got nothing on me. Because <laughs> I'm not an actor. <laughs> but yeah, so, overall, the, the episode was really good. So what you're saying a lot is, of reveals. So, a lot of reveals. So what you're saying is Cisco seems to be like the bailout guy. Pretty he, much, he, yeah. he bails out. For, for He's in the logic sense. Like, oh, this has happened because Cisco can do this, 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 and this. More or less. Got it. Um, big reveals this week. Um, uh, is it is it safe to say when you say Flashpoint Paradox, you're already giving stuff away? This does involve Barry Allen's mother. Correct. Okay. Um, do you think that we're going that we're going to be leading someplace? Um, well, we're already uh, touching on the whole uh, time travel bit. So right, interesting. So it definitely looks like that's the direction that they're going to go. Collector J. What say you about the half that you've seen? What do you are you are you digging the Flash at this point? Um, yeah. <laughs> I I, hey, it's, ladies it's, and gentlemen, that was Collector J. All right, nice. moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, are you are you enjoying where where we're going, where we're headed, or? Uh, well, I haven't seen the end of the episode yet, so no. But yeah, I, that's why I don't want to. Do you want to reveal? Okay. All the reveals are during that last half. I, don't, I mean, just really, I really don't care about reveals. I think actually for our show, we need to kind of just go. You know what? We're a review show, and we talk about stuff. Yeah. So there's gonna just be do spoilers. it. Yeah. Just screw it. Um, do it. And if you haven't seen it because you haven't caught up, then no, no, I'm I'm good. No, we're, I'm caught up with the Flash now and everything. So that's yeah, why I was so, talking I mean, to him. I actually read reviews on stuff before I even see them. A lot of huh. things yeah. with like the really? Flash. The one, the the only, um, and it shouldn't even matter. But The Walking Dead um, is pretty much the only thing I'd rather not have a spoiler on. But um, and Gotham, but but The Flash and and uh, Arrow and there's so much out there that I don't have time. So I end up watching two or three, four episodes right at a time. At a time, right? Of course, to get caught so up. I do so too. you can't expect. I can't expect to be like. Please don't say anything. <laughs> no, I don't do that. I, we don't do that. We don't do that. So, so you would say uh, this is a pivotal episode in the arc of the Flash. Yes, correct. And, and amazing. Okay. Now, moving on to Gotham. How was Gotham this week? I missed it. I watched last week. Didn't see this week. Gotham was good. I mean, with with all the uh, lead in to you know with the all this talk about the them uh, more or less previewing the Joker, sure, or, or you know doing like a Joker origin. Which I stated in last week's show, I wasn't really too happy about. Correct. But um, the way they treated it during this episode was really well done because there isn't anything cemented. There, sure. There's nothing that remotely he says. He killed his mom. Whoa! Yeah, pretty much. Whoa! But they didn't necessarily say, Spoiler. oh, this guy's the Joker. 
Right. You true. know what I mean? You know, oh, this guy's the Joker. You know, that nothing like that. It was interesting because when, um, during the, the, that one scene, he talks about why, why he killed his mom, you know, and don't go t- nagging me right. when you've been in the other room banging a clown. I mean, it just, there was a lot of really good. Wow, that was really harsh. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. what he says. Yeah. That's wow. what he says. Um, Verbatim. And wow. uh, so it, there's, it's, it was very interesting. And actually, I had put forth that I didn't think the actor, because um, he also plays in Shameless. Right. Which I saw this week. And I don't know if anyone else watches that. But I will say that was a very, he, he plays in Shameless, a character who uh, comes down with his mom's um, uh, mental disorder, mm. uh, where he... Um, had, was it mood swing? Not mood swings, but more severe than that. Where clinical depression, nervous break. Whoa, nervous breakdown. What yeah, something like that. that was just an external drive. I had all my work on it. <laughs> well, that's God all. Forbid, that's I'm it. just, I'm just kidding. We, you can leave it there. Oh, okay. It'll fall again. Um, Scare me. I was, I wasn't too sure on the casting, but I was actually. He needs a little work on um, the laugh. And it was a little overplayed on the facial expression. But I actually did catch a little hint of Heath Ledger hmm. mannerisms yeah, in I how he, he portrayed it and the way he said things. And even the voice had a little so Ledger in it. So, so what you're he saying actually, is, he is did, that you're warming up. He, he did, uh, he proved me wrong that he could handle that role. Okay. Um, but also, and I'm going to say it because he was also in Shameless, this was all, uh, he was very big in that episode. He did a very good job. It was a very touching episode on Shameless as well. Wow. All right. So, so it's yes. not, um, and we don't know what you're talking about because that's not a nerdy enough show. Um, <laughs> I think if we can talk about Fifty Shades of Grey for 40 minutes, <laughs> then we can talk about Shameless. Hey, it was only 25. There's no, there's no I, need to I exaggerate. Like it's Do you like Shameless? I was 40. Yeah. I was watching the time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, Shameless. I've seen the UK version. I have not seen the. Uh, I haven't seen the U.S. version of it, so I, I'm not too sure. The U.K. version is very good. It's it, it. I don't know. I have a, a personal attachment to it because it's kind of like my childhood. Crazy. Anyways. Crazy. Anyway, Professor Barry. Yeah. Are you caught up with uh, Twelve Monkeys at all? I was or? watching Fifty Shades Grey. I. No, I did watch the second episode of Twelve Monkeys, and I'm out. You're yeah, out. I'm out. You're totally out. I'm gone. What? Yeah. No, I'd rather watch the movie. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Crazy. That's, I would agree because I actually attempted to watch it as well, and I was like, uh, "No, no, okay, all right, all right." So that brings us to this. Now that we're off of the, mo- we got we got Arrow tonight, um, and then um, uh, Master Chef Junior was last night. We got the finale next week, uh, Professor Barry, Master Chef Junior. I'll be watching now, that. I know you'll be watching. Yep. <laughs> that's why I bring it up. One of those chitlins will survive. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, uh, I got some Blu-ray. And D- yeah, that's right. <laughs> we got some Blu-ray and DVD releases coming up here in a minute. Before we get to that, though, Amber. Yeah. Digit. Uh, AKA Digit. What is your uh, Netflix picks of the week? So, in preparation for the twenty seventh, which is when House of Cards begins anew, which accidentally got released for twenty minutes a couple of days ago. Yes, it did. Yeah. <laughs> I got on five minutes too late. <laughs> <laughs> so rewatch that, uh-huh. and also the killing. It's a fun series. Okay, first of all, yeah, I love the killing. 
I would not describe it as fun. I I had fun watching it, so it's fun. Really? Yeah. I, I, it's a good it's a good series. By it way. is it's voted the best to go psycho in the yearbook. Yeah, Amber was. I guess so. <laughs> it, was fun. it was fun. The killing. Mm, is that the show with Joel Kinnaman from Yes, Robocop? Joel Kinnaman, and uh, of course. Um, um, but it is a she's Netflix the one from Sabotage. Original. It's it's a Netflix original oh. series, oh, and this one. just goes along with my, you know, like new love Need to kill for Netflix. Everyone. Well. Uh, let me expose a little bit more of my nerd here. It wasn't originally a Netflix no, series. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. was on AMC. AMC mm-hmm. canceled it, and Netflix picked it up. Yep. Uh, and it was a smart move because that is a great show, and I think that they can do more with it with the and devote better time to it anyway because AMC's plate is really full at this point. Yeah. So, um, so the killing you're recommending it. Oh yeah. Okay, good. I think there's three seasons on Netflix right now. Four. Four. Four right. seasons on you Netflix. You lose count after a while. Because it's so good, though, because you just want to keep watching. watching. You're watching it. It's crazy. Uh, anything else on that list that you... Uh... Um, that filled up my time was binge-watching The Killing and House of Cards. House of Cards. So you're seasons. ready for season three. Oh. Four. Uh, season four. Four. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Season four yeah. of, uh, of House of Cards. Yep. I thought it was three. I think There's it's season three. already three seasons. Fourth is coming out. Are you sure? I think it was season three that's coming out. I have to. I'm. I'm. I'm stating my case that it's the third season. We're gonna have to check. We're gonna have. We're gonna have to check that out. By the way, G, have you been watching Better Call Saul? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Oh, I want to see that. I'm dying to see. Yeah, it. Yeah, I'm dying okay. to see that. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing. Better Call Saul is. I, I did see that. I'm glad you brought that up because I almost forgot about it. Better Call Saul is a oh, spinoff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fourth season. Third season. Ah! No. Yeah. No, season three's already out. Is no, that what season, it's saying? Season, season two's already out. Season three comes out at the end of this week. Or at the beginning of next week. But anyway. Wait, uh, hold on, hold uh, on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> February 4th announced that it renewed House of Cards for the third, third season. season. Oh, okay. Ha! Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> said, how many more opportunities do you want to give him to go, <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> Huzzah! Anyway, okay. yep. uh, right. Wait, hold on. Eureka! Anyway, um, uh, Better Call Saul, of course, is the spinoff of Breaking Bad. Um, the spirit of the original Breaking Bad, or the Breaking Bad, is there. Um, it is. I can see it going somewhere. Uh, you don't. If you have not watched Breaking Bad, at least at this point, for me, there is no point to watch Better Call Saul because hmm. you're not the the character. The character for you may be a little too... He, he's a very niche character in Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. But overall, though, I have to say that I do like where it's going. I do like where it's headed. So Better Call Saul, for me at least, good show. Check it out. Um, even better, though, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, why are you listening to this podcast? Because that, that is a great, great show. Yeah. As soon as this podcast is over... Watch Breaking Bad. You will never go back. That is the reason why binge-watching exists is because of Breaking Bad, or one of the reasons why. Uh, great show. Anyway. So you don't want people to listen to the podcast? That's what I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's why I said to watch, listen to the podcast, or listen to the podcast, then watch Breaking oh, Bad after. Oh, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. gotcha. Sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. That wasn't what I was saying. <laughs> but after this show is over, as soon as you enjoy listening to us about all things nerd, 
Turn us off, watch the show, come back, and let us know what you think. I get what G is saying. He's the one who got me hooked on Breaking Bad. He said, try four episodes. I needed two. And then I spent the whole summer watching Breaking Bad. And I even went to New Mexico to all the places where they filmed he Breaking Bad. Went That's, to I became one of those wow. super fans. Yeah. Wow. He went to, uh, he went to uh, um, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Albuquerque, New Mexico. He... he he brought back blue meth. It was crazy. Just <laughs> nuts stuff. Speaking of which, I just ran out. I need to <laughs> I'll hook you up. He, he, he went to... Uh, um, uh, Apoyo. Apoyo. What? It's not Apoyo. No, no. That's not Apoyo Loco. Loco. No. Oh, oh. Awesome chicken, by the Apoyo way. Apoyo Hermanos. Hermanos. Yes. Uh, Apoyo Hermanos. That's it. That's where you went. Yep. And, of course, you, you're, you're famous for interviewing Giancarlo Esposito. I who did. played uh, Gus. That was amazing yeah. and terrifying. And terrifying at the same time. <laughs> you he would inter- smile at me. I'd be like, the box cutter is coming. I just know. <laughs> <laughs> a great show. Yeah. All right, finally, uh, let's get into some Blu-rays and DVD releases for the week. Uh, first off, uh, uh, we've got a couple of new um, uh, uh, a couple of new things. Big, big, big Blu-ray releases for the uh, Blu-ray release for the week. Game of Thrones Season 4 is out on Blu-ray, DVD, and uh, VOD. Uh, 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 everybody at this table, I'm assuming, likes Game of Thrones? I like games, and I like Thrones. Mm. Likewise, haven't uh, seen it. What? No. You kid. No, I don't watch Game of Thrones, I don't. You josh. No, he's he's being serious. I, I know him, and he I know when he joshes. And, yeah, I, and I know right when now. he kids. He's not kidding. He's not seen Game no, of Thrones. I have not. All right, uh, season four of Game of Thrones. There's ten episodes a season, uh, Professor Barry. I think you really enjoy it. It's pretty good. Um, are everybody caught up? I'm not. Yeah. I got to. I got to watch all of season four. So I, I am not. I am not prepared. Yeah, I'll be caught up once Spoiler. season four comes out. Oh, cool! Awesome! Awesome! A lot of people die. Right? No. Right. <laughs> right. No. What? No. Uh, Birdman is out on Blu-ray and DVD today. Um, <laughs> when that came out, that's what I was expecting. Yes. I, yeah. I, yeah. That's I, what I was, I was thinking too. I was expecting the Hanna Barbera classic. Um, uh, not what you think. This table is uh, split on the movie, by the way. Some of us like it, some of us don't. Yeah. Um, stars Michael mm-hmm. Keaton. Uh, he is Oscar nominated, by the way, for that. Um, also, Dumb and Dumber Two is out on Blu-ray uh, and DVD today. Um, oh. That is. Um, anybody see? Anybody see? Dumb and Dumber too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a mixed bag. There's some good stuff. It's not yeah, as good he, as the we first. We talked one. about it on a previous yeah. episode. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't, I, that's how forgettable this. Yeah, it's I don't. Fine. I don't remember a lot of things. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Theory of Everything hits Blu-ray, DVD, and VOD today. Uh, uh, Format has put up a review on Facebook.com/slash/TheNerdWatch about that. Um, uh, he enjoyed it. Also on uh, Blu-ray today, like there's a need. The interview is on Blu-ray and DVD <laughs> it's today. Everywhere. It is everywhere today. Um, uh, that's a mixed bag. I don't think it's. I don't think you have to buy it. I would say just just watch. You it have to, or Korea will attack that's us. Right. That's true. That's true. We want to. We want to perpetuate freedom in this country. That's right. That's right. So so buy as many copies as you want. Not like. an American if you don't own the interview. That's right. You're not American <laughs> if you don't own a bad movie. That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, also on Blu-ray and DVD today is Saint Vincent, starring Bill Murray and Melissa McCarthy, along with Naomi Watts. Um, I haven't seen it myself. I'm very interested to watch it when I have time. Yeah, it's really it sweet. Good film. Good. Also on Blu-ray today is uh, um, uh, Life Itself, the documentary about Roger Ebert, one of the greatest film critics of all time. I mean, basically, Siskel and Ebert were the guys who made it popular, mm-hmm. if you could say that. Yeah, uh, Life Itself is directed by Steve James, the guy who's responsible for um, 
Um, Hoop Dreams, thank you. Um, great film, by the way. I love Hoop Dreams. And uh, Life Itself should be a cool flick. Did you see it? Yeah, it's great. Is it's really it good? good? It doesn't feel definitive. It almost feels like it should have been about an hour longer. But I got to say, what's in there is really engrossing, especially if you know Ebert. Some of that footage is so great to see. It's a great film. Solid. Do you know him? Did you know him? I met him once. You met Roger Ebert once? He came to the Queen Manu Center in 1994, and I got to go down there, and he signed my book, and I still have it. I got to have a conversation with him, and he's one of the reasons I do what I do. So, Wow. Yeah. That's wow. very cool. I love that guy. I really do. So did you uh, – so did, was this – when you met him, was he in any stages of his – No, no. This is – this was a long time ago, 94. He looked like that. I mean he was he was still uh, – you know, he was still doing Siskel and Ebert. No, I know that. Yeah. I just – I thought that – I thought he had got diagnosed in the 90s. Maybe I'm completely wrong about I, that. I don't think so. I mean I know 94. I mean he's still – still uh, whatever, vintage Ebert, if you will. Sure, sure. Yeah. So you got to meet him. Yeah. Well, another. Well, he went to Walden Books. I mean, yeah, he was he was there. He just kind of sitting there casually, and yeah, another name dropper over here. Jeez, unbelievable! Oh, did I tell you who I got to meet this uh, this past week? I got to meet Dick Ebersol. No one gives exactly. Who? What's that? Okay, you guys don't know who that is. Maybe well, we know him under another name. You should Our know Lord. who that is. You know who Dick Eversall is? He's the man who was basically in charge of NBC for 40 years. I mean, essentially, almost 30, 30 years. He's the guy that's responsible for putting NFL on the NBC. He's responsible for Saturday Night help, help, being responsible for Saturday Night Live. Uh, that was Lauren Michaels. Wrestling. No, no, no. He, well, he's the guy who's in charge of NBC. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That's cool. My name drop sucked. So, whatever. Well, what would you guys talk about? Uh, nothing. We just were talking movies and stuff. And I just shook his hand and said, hey, listen, thanks for promoting wrestling on NBC. I appreciate it. That's nice. Cool. It's so, yeah, it's cool. Anyway, enough about and my said, stupid story. And he Professor said, Barry met Roger Ebert. He said, <laughs> wrestling? This guy's an idiot. I gotta get away from him as quickly as possible. What when did we have wrestling on him? I know. What a moron. <laughs> Actually, you know what he did say? He said, oh, Vince McMahon. Quite a character. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Nice. It's really cool. Also on Blu-ray and DVD today is uh, um, uh, Caveman starring uh, the one and only Ringo Starr and Dennis Quaid and Barbara Bach. Yeah, oh, yeah I remember that. Remember yeah, that? Uh, not a big fan. Some good stop motion animation. Yeah, right? it was. It's like yeah, the only thing about it I remember. It had a really catchy theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I remember yeah, about true. it. It's Them good. and eating giant eggs. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's it. And uh, what That's was his I name? Remember. Brad, what, what's his name? The big the big football player, Matusik, I think it was? Oh, I, yeah, the guy who plays Sloth. Sloth, yeah. yeah Ray, yeah. Ma- Ray Matusik? Ray Matusik. I yeah. think you're right. I think you're right. But anyway, that's your Blu-ray releases for the day. So if I, if, if I had to make a suggestion, I would say just pick up. Game of Thrones in this respect, and if you're if you're if you're into freedom, the interview, I guess. <laughs> if you're into freedom, or you can get it for free on Netflix. <laughs> That's true. It is on Netflix. You're right. It, is. it absolutely is. Anyway, um, uh, I think uh, we've come to the end of this pod. By the way, I wanted to talk uh, a little bit about games and things like that. What we've been playing as of late. I have. Uh, I have. Uh, there's a huge. By the way, on. PlayStation and Xbox, there are huge sales on games at this point. There's Critic Choice sales on PlayStation. Xbox has a uh, has a ultimate game sale happening right now. There is some, I mean, like stellar titles, like are half off, even more so. Hmm. So um, and on PS4, Destiny's on sale. So I might have to pick that up, and then maybe we can play Collector J. Um, it's on sale. It's on sale. Like how much off? It's like. 39 I think Can you get a discount If you got two Then I can play two Yeah I can't oh. Do you have a PS4 I know it Shh 
Sheesh. Man, okay, so that's what I'm th- okay, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, I'll I will I will We can help Jay move on with yeah, his yeah. Yeah, and, and I gotta get four men on too, man. But you realize once June comes, I will no longer be playing anything but one game. I know, I know. I know. you and this Batman thing. Gosh, that be playing Batman. I know. I think we all are. I think it's pretty safe to say that all of us will be playing Maybe Batman. Maybe we should I, set it up so we're all playing It sucked Batman. because when they came out with, uh, they released, because I kept going every week, have they released the collector's editions yet? When they finally released the two collector's editions, I was on Oahu for my son's uh, open heart surgery. By the time I came back three days later, they had sold out of the master one that had the uh, the kid. Batmobile and <laughs> you, no. you totally just buried the lead on that dude. It's like, man, you know, after my son's heart surgery, like there was no collectors that this is a Batman Arkham Knight, dude. You put the emphasis on the wrong thing. Man. It's like, what? Wait a minute. But I didn't get the statue one. Your son's okay, yes. <laughs> Uh, yes. Yeah, okay, good. Okay. Okay. Thank Ooh. God. Thank God. <laughs> Wonders never cease. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> that was good, Jake. But it's a good thing you got that collector's edition. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Otherwise, he'd be in trouble. <laughs> Through hell or heart surgery, I'm getting that thing. If it... Oh my gosh, man, they buried the lead on that. That was nuts. Don't judge me. See, and this is why people should tune in at the end of this show every day, every week. It's, it's insane. But I did start playing Evolve. And? I actually enjoy it. Interesting. I have to get past, I think the leveling is a little slow right now, but it's different. And I think I've gotten so tired of Destiny, which I'll end up going back to eventually. But between Evolve and... Um, Dying Light. Dying Light, yes. which I haven't actually touched since I last talked about it, but um, between those two, I think uh, they, the, uh, Destiny has some competition. Hmm. Okay, cool. Awesome. I, I'm Me and uh, Format were not impressed with Evolve, so maybe there's something that wasn't in the beta. It, it wasn't so much that I wasn't impressed. I wasn't. It, it's technically sound. It, it's Obviously, a technically right. sound game. It, it plays it's well. It's Turtle Rock. Um, but it's... There wasn't anything innovative about it, right? Is, is what I, I'm saying. I, I feel the same way you did. I did, definitely feel the same way you did. So uh, check uh, check out Evolve. It's online right now. This Friday, by the way, uh, PlayStation finally is releasing its exclusive game that was supposed to be released a year ago in 1886. The Order 1886 is being released. Uh, so far, there's a. There hasn't been good reviews on it, they but... supposed to release it in 1886? Yes. There was no in... PlayStation 4 in 1886. <laughs> there you... was if you're Al Gore. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'll, I, I want to make sure that we know this, that um, we are going to do our top ten list. It's going to be a second episode, uh, or it's going to be another episode that we're going to be putting on our top ten for uh, uh, 2014, the top ten movies of 2014. Everybody's going to get involved in this. We're going to put this on... Uh, Unfortunately, Fifty Shades took up a lot of this pod, and we talked about the inner yes. workings and psychoanalysis Thank goodness. of it. We're I wrapping know. up the rape episode <laughs> of the Nerdwatch podcast. Listen, we are not calling it that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we are not calling it that. <laughs> we should just call it Fifty Shades of Wrong. Just no. that's what we should. No. No. Shades of Nerd. I thought we were gonna go with the whole uh, uh, sponsorship thing. Oh yeah, we're gonna say we're gonna call it. We're gonna call it. Just do it. And then next week's episode is going to be the real thing. And then hopefully sponsors will just jump on board right. and be like... Or they'll, or they'll sue us for right. copyright. And then we'll, do, we'll, we'll, we'll call the next episode after that, Do the Do. 
Right. Right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So episode 30 will be uh, Enjoy Your Thirst. Enjoy Your Thirst. Or right. Obey Your Thirst. <laughs> obey yeah, Your yeah, Thirst. There you go. It's all sodas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not just sodas. I mean, you know. Episode 40 will be... Right, right. And then the next episode after that will be Power to the Players. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just saying. Sponsors just start rolling in. Rolling in. Just all that cash. you just rolling in. I'm telling you. Good idea. Good idea. Well, think Dr. J will get like four of these weight if awesome. we all we all could have one, that'd be crazy. Anyway, we are out of time. Uh, coming up in a, in a very special episode of the Nerd Watch, we're going to be doing a top ten list of the best movies of the year um, uh, for 2014 uh, because the Oscars is hot on our heels coming up this Sunday. Um, I've got a list. Collector J's got a list, I believe. So does Professor Barry. Uh, Format and Amber, I now know they do as well. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> so that's good. I think um, Barry actually has an announcement too. <gasps> what is yes, going on? He has Professor, an okay, Professor Barry, you have an announcement. Why'd you fanfare? wait this long? Do we need some fanfare for this? Listen. Perhaps. <laughs> Listen. I'm guessing. Are you pregnant? <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. Okay, good. Okay, well, that's not so dis- that's a little disappointing, actually. But what is this big announcement, Professor Barry? This is the week when I unveil the first ever Hawaii Film Critics Society. Shut your face. I know you hate that. That's why I did it. <laughs> Shut the front door. <laughs> okay, the Hawaii Film Critics Society. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what it is? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is just something that's never been done before. Every, seemingly every state, every country has their own. Everybody from from uh, London to Vancouver to Los Angeles, they all have, you know, whatever. They've got, you know, at the end of the year you hear L.A. Times, whatever they, they get behind. Birdman or New York Times say this is this. So this is our chance. This is a chance for Hawaii for the first time to ever be able to have critics to vote on their picks for the best film of the year. This is also a chance to just have a website that uh, encourages local film criticism as well as supports and uh, promotes local film critics. Um, I should mention, of course, that Collector J designed the site, which is why it's such an elegant site and it's a great site. And we're starting up, and certainly uh, the big announcement will be within the next uh, 48 hours. I, I send out just a huge wave of press releases tonight. But this is it's, it's something I've always wanted growing up. Hawaii has never had this, and uh, it's, a, it's about freaking time. It's very late, honestly, but uh, I'm proud to have it. Well, and i got four critics. Uh, as of right now, we're starting up, but i got four critics who are involved, and they're great guys. i got Terry Hunter from Hawaii News Now. Okay. I've got Myung Choi from uh, Frolic Hawaii. He's a great writer. Right. And I also got Rick Chattanever from the Maui News. He's been on the film scene for decades. And then there's me. I'm a former member, or former member. I am a member of the Denver Film Critics Society. I've been a film critic uh, in some way, shape, or form since I was a kid, but I've been doing it professionally since 2007. And this is a, this is a dream come true for me. I've always wanted to see this happen. So I'm, I'm thrilled to announce this and uh, have this be a reality. Well, uh, our, our, it's awesome. I hope I'm on that list. I hope that. Very cool. What the. What's going on? I got, I well, got some see, reviews in the queue. You got to write some reviews. I got some reviews in the queue. Will they be put on this? What's the deal? Do I have to write those 20 first? What's yes, the deal? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> to get in, yeah, to admission. And, and this is this is not me being like, well, I'm not going to let you. No, I mean, I want critics. I want everybody at this table and, and, and part of this. I want everybody who wants to be a part of it to be a part of it. But the rules are the same for every film, film organization. You have to publish 20 reviews. It has to be either on a website or a blog of some repute or have like a certain amount of hits, obviously – this is one that that has that volume, that audience. Sure, you do that, and uh, you know, and of course, I have to go to you. You can't go to me. It's not like a you know, there's yeah, it's a CIA thing. I go to you, 
And um, right, yeah. And after I uh, after I vote on it and discuss it with uh, members of the of the club, we'll we'll invite you in. That's how it works. Wow, I feel like I won't be invited already. <laughs> no, no, no. Let that oh, inspire yeah. you. Let oh. that inspire you. Yeah, oh. Inspir- I'm hey, I'm inspired. I'm inspired. That it's going to take this kind of work. I'm inspired by that. Some of us are allergic to hard work. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have that problem. I don't, I'm not allergic to it. <laughs> Uh, it's a, that's something I can actually do when I have the time to do it. I can do that, no problem. All right, so I, I so the ones I've already published don't count. No, it's got to be twenty this year. So they've already done twenty this year already. Most of these guys have. The one that hasn't thus far has been actually publishing twenty reviews a year minimum since nineteen ninety five. Oh, so he got grandfathered in. He sure did. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see how this works now. He is. Oh, well, yeah. One of the guys is part of it. I mean, he's basically the Roger Ebert of the group. But no, honestly, they've either they can cover it already or they've already done it. Really. So I mean. Cool. Yeah, a lot of these guys are well over the 20 review limit anyway, but really that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for dedicated film writers, guys who love to do this. And obviously, you know, right now I've got Oahu and Maui, but I mean, I want to keep going around. I mean, obviously there's a lot of published film reviewers out there, so I'm going to keep looking. For sure, for sure. Well, that's exciting news, actually. You know, I have fun with it, but that's exciting news for Hawaii, considering the fact that there are so many other film critics society across the country and across the globe, to be yep. honest. Yep. So it's nice. The, the excitement of having one here is going to be great. So uh, I know that I'm going to be a part of it. I'm going to be contributing at least, or I should say, I shouldn't be so bold as to say that. I've got to be voted You could. In. You could be a part of it. You oh, could, could join. I see. I could be part of your clan, Barry. No, I no, no. Her. Don't you be using that word. <laughs> society. <laughs> oh, society. Oh, critics group. That's critics group. Yeah, critics I put group. my name on the bottom already. Though. Oh, you did? Yeah. Powered by. Where? There you go. Oh, look at you. Look at you. Hey, it's beautiful. I like the site. The site looks really really well done. done. Great job. The logo is beautiful. It's old school. Yeah, I love it. I love Love it. it. Very well done. Yeah. Good job, concise. Collector J. Wow. And good job, Professor Barry. Yeah, nice you work. Good job for putting that Thank together. You. Fantastic. All right, guys, we're out of time. We're going to be doing a special episode, like I said, of our top ten movies of the year. Uh, have a wonderful week. Um, we'll talk more about the Oscars coming up next week. We'll uh, we'll talk about the winners and the losers. It'll be another little special pod we'll do as well. We'll focus a lot on what the Oscars had to say uh, and the performances and things like that. And if anything huge else comes out, we'll. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, we're out of time, though, um, for Collector J, Professor Barry, Format, Amber, a.k.a. Digit, myself, G-Money. We're so happy that you guys are listening to this show. Please, by all means, um, follow us on Facebook.com slash TheNerdWatch. You can uh, follow us on our Twitter, at NerdWatchNation. We also have an Instagram, which is The underscore NerdWatch. Uh, just follow us in there as well. Um, hopefully, uh, Collector J will post some of his pictures of his awesome collectibles on there too which would be very very cool um so you can check that out as well uh also uh follow uh, you can also download the maui watch app on uh your itunes uh, on your iphone or your uh android device as well so you can listen to us on the go which is great also i ask of you guys if you guys are listening uh <laughs> this far into the cast review the show i uh, go to itunes and do a review uh five star reviews are always welcome we appreciate them any review is welcome we we, we certainly appreciate your feedback uh, on that as well uh, for those of you that are iTunes listeners rate, rate it let, like it whatever it is however that whole review system works on iTunes we'd like to know we'd like to be a featured podcast on the iTunes store ooh 
<sighs> anybody else want to add anything? Anybody else doing exciting? Anything else exciting this week? Uh, we don't need to talk about it, but this Friday night, uh, we've been asked to be part of the soft opening of Maui's newest comic book shop. Fantastic. Yeah. Look at so that. We'll talk about that afterwards. Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, All right. So, anything Anything for you guys? No. Nothing? Business as usual. How about you, Amber? More Netflix. More Netflix. Yes, you become, you, you're, you're, the, you're a Netflix queen. It's crazy. You you just know all of that stuff. You're in the know. What about you, Professor Barry? What do you? Uh... My looking back uh, column this week will be on the film Wonder Boys, which I love. It's the Michael Douglas film and uh, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, another favorite from my childhood. By the way, you and I have birthdays coming up, don't we? Uh, actually, his is today, isn't it? Yes, it is. Is it today? Happy, Happy birthday! birthday! I thought I totally I didn't even want to bring that up. Ha ha ha! Good. See that? Uh-huh. Have a little cake next to your name. Oh, well, oh. that's fantastic, right? Oh. Yeah, that's awesome. Barry's is Friday. It's coming up. Yeah, yeah. Barry's is coming up. His is more important than mine, just based on the fact that he's actually born on the day that if I was born, uh, my name would have been very different. My name would have been George Washington. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I, George Washington's birthday is on the twentieth or the twenty second. I don't remember, but anyway, if my my father always told me that if I was born on Washington's birthday, my name would have been George Washington. No joke. That's, that's for, cool. That's for real. Because I was born on the same day as Patty Hearst, and that's like that's all. That's all I got. <laughs> that's awesome. You've been Patty Hearst worst. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> wow, oh, that's awesome. Anyway, we're out of time, boys and girls. Have a wonderful week. We'll be back with more Oscar news next week. Um, Check out uh, is that is that site live by the way the Hawaii Film Critics Society it is, yep yep okay what it's is it H I Film Critics with an S dot uh, excuse me H I H I Film Critics with an S Society dot org okay yeah H I Film Critics Society yeah, yeah. Hi, Film org. Critics Society dot okay. org yes uh, gotcha fantastic so you can <clears throat> check that out as well reviews are up on there is that is that what goes up there yep. mainly yep okay uh, film critic reviews are up there as well um, so if you want any information you can check it out on there too. Um, Collector J is working his butt off. We've got more stuff coming up next week. Amber will be back next week as well. Uh, we're doing a special pod, like I said, about our top 10 movies of the year for us at least. So we're out of time. Have a wonderful week. Until then, peace out, much love, and most assuredly, always stay nerdy. And until then, like we say every time we leave the show, aloha. Aloha. Doop. <laughs> 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 We're leaving that in. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>